The view, stunning. The landscape, foreboding. Your drive through the Peak District is certainly impressive. But you're not here to admire the countryside. You're here to visit an important institution. When the last little village fades from view, you turn up a dirt track. Half a mile of bumpy road before you reach the metal gates. As they start to creak open, you read the sign ahead. Welcome to the Northwest Footwear Database. Please remove your socks and shoes. You walk barefoot towards the old warehouse. You didn't anticipate how lonely it would look sitting on the edge of the hillside like this. You've done your research on the place. It was founded in 1899 by Prudence Peel, the Victorian entrepreneur. Prudence was the granddaughter of Sir Robert Peel, former Prime Minister and father of modern policing. It was his passion for law enforcement which inspired the base's creation. Prudence poured her heart into the assembly of this database. Recent tests show her blood type to be AB negative. The tarmac is cool underfoot. Let's approach the entrance. The reception is a vast chamber, decorated with shoe artwork. Everything from Hogarth's to Hockney's, all depicting different kinds of boot. Your eyes are drawn to a wrought iron statue in the centre of the room. It's a footprint in the shape of a Union Jack. You read the information on the display stand. It's a work by Hubert Duval, commissioned in 1999. You're aware Duval disappeared in mysterious circumstances shortly after he finished his work here. You've read his correspondence with the NWFD. You saw his views on feet and souls. Perhaps his disappearance was for the best. Jen is on reception. You recognise the voice from your telephone correspondence. You wait by the desk as she finishes her call. You're required to wipe your feet three times. One, two, three. This is procedure. It's important to prevent contamination. All erroneous foot-related marks must be strenuously avoided. As you slip your feet into protective bags, Jen hangs up but doesn't show the slightest bit of interest in you. She starts to play a video on her phone. The footage is strange, beguiling. Perhaps you're standing at the wrong angle, but you just can't understand what she's watching. There are shapes, colours, howls, stutters. Tony arrives. Tony will be your tour guide for today. He's a small, round man, younger than he looks, with a twinkle in his eye that he wants you to see. He books more school groups than the average top-secret facility will permit, and he always starts these tours with the same question. What's your favourite shoe? You've listened to audio clips of small children laughing about various footwear. 
jelly sandals seem to be popular. You're familiar with Tony's patter, replete with facts and footwear puns. Teachers and students love this man. You hope he's as happy as he seems. You walk through to the main section of the database. This is the archive hall. It's an aircraft hangar of shelves, brimming with binders full of every footprint ever. Tony takes you through the different sections. Fire exits are clearly marked, but there are some areas in the labyrinth which are gloomy and atmospheric. It's strangely poetic. It smells of peat and leather. A noise behind the cupboard door. Inside are the temps. When they're not sorting paperwork, they're shut in this cupboard rearranging the test shoes. Today, they sort them by colour. You wander further through the archive. You ask Tony for a few moments alone. Prudence Peel would be proud of what you see today. The scale of ambition. The shoeboxing of knowledge. There are reel-to-reel computers in the corner of the hall. The database is undergoing a long and arduous digitization process. Beyond these machines, there's a whole other wing of the archive to explore, but the connecting corridor has shutters drawn across it. Tony is unable to give you access today. There is sensitive equipment down there. No matter. You will investigate another time. Through to the officers. A crusty, cardiganed man hunches over a computer. This is Gareth, the accountant. You've read his private emails. His husband keeps urging him to quit his job. He wants to move to Spain, have a life by the sea. But Gareth is scared of retirement. This is all he's ever known. One evening, when he was working late, Gareth left a voicemail for his husband. Something beautiful happened today, pet. I put a boot to my ear, and I swear I could hear the ocean. I don't need to live by the sea. The sea will live by me. The two of us will always make footprints in the sand. His husband didn't understand. You suspect he will never understand. Few outside the NWFT can comprehend this place as peculiar pressures. You are determined to learn all you can. Preparations are being made for the new police liaison. They will assist the force to identify footprints found at crime scenes. Do not ask what happened to the old liaison. This can be a dangerous working environment. You see a box of bloodstained flip-flops in one of the staff rooms. Tony quickly shuts the door and ushers you along the corridor. He makes a joke to break the tension. He tells you the cleaner is putting his feet up. But he's nervous now. You say nothing. You saw nothing. There is no communal tea in the kitchen. This leads to a culture of secrecy. You're aware Gareth has a box of herbal hidden in his drawer. A woman in IT receives international parcels marked Keep Out Loose Leaf. You stare out the kitchen window. 
The mist rolls over the rocks and crags like the lost steam of a boiling kettle. They must do better with the beverages here. You put it on your list of things to sort out. You're led past a conference room. You peer through the glass. A team of ocular assessors are busy visualising shoes. You don't know much about the assessors. They're a secret subdivision of the NWFD and you are naturally curious. You observe they all wear protective eye goggles and have wisps of green in their hair. Bands of pearls hang loose around their wrists and they all wave their hands around in a mysterious manner. You move away from the conference room window. Your curiosity can wait. You do not wish to disturb the visualization. Time to speak with Zoya. This is who you're appointed to meet. Zoya is second in command of the NWFD. She's ruthlessly efficient, but there's an air of mystery that surrounds her. Why does a celebrated CSI officer choose to work here and not out in the field? Zoya stepped back from active duty very suddenly and nobody is able to figure out why. She's suspicious of your presence here. She wants to know why the database is undergoing an audit. You explain you had no choice in the matter. Until further notice, you'll be making sporadic visits to the Northwest Footwear database. Perhaps you're here to assure the smooth induction of the new liaison, or perhaps your interests run deeper than that. You can't say. Zoya isn't impressed. You watch her hastily clear her desk. She bundles maps and ciphers into unmarked boxes. This is when it strikes you. Could Zoya be hunting for the legendary printless shoe? Surely she wouldn't risk it. People go mad searching for it. But you catch the wildness of Zoya's glare. And you wonder if she's mad already. You won't meet the director of the database. No outsider ever meets the director, and it's unlikely you'll ever know their identity. Besides, the director is usually away on business trips. You know their scheduled routes and destinations. They're currently in Mongolia. It's rumoured that the director is in the pocket of the shoe conglomeration Tuckington's. You hate Tuckington's. You despise them with all your being. You will ban their lobbyists from coming here ever again. It's the least you can do. You haven't seen the whole facility. You haven't met all staff. You must speak to the cleaner, the delivery people, the IT department, the medical staff. But you are in no rush. You can bide your time. As an introductory session, you're satisfied. You permit yourself to have a cup of Gareth's tea. You listen to some of Tony's facts about the footwear in storage. Apparently, there are over 600 types of Wellington boot on site. You knew that already. Somebody brought in homemade pretzels. They're tasty. It's time to leave the facility. As you return through the Warren of Corridors, you see a red door you didn't notice before. Tony's a little ahead of you. 
you don't call him back. Instead, you try the red door's handle. It's unlocked. There are steps which tumble into darkness. This must lead to the basement. You've studied the blueprints. There's nothing of interest down there. You're about to walk away when, somewhere, in the inky black, you hear snatches of song. You close the door, your heart's beating faster. The smell of shoe spray is strong in this corridor. Tony told you earlier it produces hallucinatory effects. Yes, that's it. This is all your imagination. You walk away, quickly, but you can't help but look back over your shoulder. The red door has gone. Let's exit as soon as possible. Back in reception. You bid Jen and Tony goodbye, you return your foot protection bags, you validate your parking, and you hurry back to your car. You breathe in the fresh air. In. Out. In. Out. The tarmac chills your toes again. This spot is thousands of feet above sea level. The thinner atmosphere is useful for the preservation of footprints. You'll have to get used to the cold. As you climb inside your car, you put your shoes back on and reflect on your visit. They're an interesting bunch, but they're pleasant enough. The staff of the NWFD serve their country well, and they'll become accustomed to your presence here. You take off your visitor's pass and put it with your petrol receipts. It's time to go. You drive off the compound as the mist rolls away. Down the bumpy road you go. Goodbye, Northwest Footwear Database. You'll be back soon enough. <laughs>